Hello friends and what is up? I am Daryl Smart and welcome to Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you've all had an amazing week so far. It really has been a great one in the world of local sports. With high school playoffs in full swing, tons of minor and junior hockey going on, minor basketball and much, much more, it really is one of my favorite times of the year. This week we have a great story to tell. Megan Wilson and her mom Mel Squires thought of a great idea a couple of years ago. They wanted to share the great sport of rugby with the indigenous youth in our area, so they created Iroquois Roots Rugby. Fast forward to this past weekend. With the program flourishing, Megan was named National Indigenous Coach of the Year and was honored at the Petro-Canada Sports Leadership Awards Gala in Vancouver. Megan and Mel, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So, Iroquois Roots Rugby Head Coach, McMaster University Women's Rugby Team alum, a U Sports National Champion, and a proud member of the Norfolk Harvesters, and now a recipient of the National Indigenous Coaching Award. Has that actually sunk in on you yet? Um, honestly, not really. I don't think it's ever going to sink in. Really? It's just like, um, being in that room, like, surrounded by the coaches that I was surrounded by was absolutely insane to me. Yeah. And I keep telling everybody that I think this is just step one to so much more to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really don't think that it's going to sink in quite yet. That's pretty cool. And congratulations, by the way. I forgot to say congratulations to you. <laughs> <laughs> I said it the other day. Does that count? Yeah, it totally counts. Okay. <laughs> so, so you don't think it'll sink in, eh? I really don't. I just think that it has just inspired me to do so much more now because I've awesome. been recognized alongside with um, Bianca Diandrescu's coach. Yes, yes. Um, the tennis player, her coach was the first person to receive an award that night. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. so. Like sharing a stage or sharing a room with that guy just shows that it's a cool, it's definitely a cool honor and it's huge for me and it's huge for the program, but there's just so much more to come, which makes me a little excited. Yeah, yeah. So what does something like this mean for you? A lot. I think it um, shows that what we're doing with the program, um, we're doing it well and we're doing it the way that we want to. And like I said, just so much more opportunity for us now our name's out there a little more um definitely gives you guys some exposure that's for sure for sure yeah and a lot of street cred too like in the in well in the sense of like your name's out there and you guys are running a program that's really worth being part of you know what i mean yeah i agree yeah so when you first found out about this award tell the you got to tell the story about that uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So, uh, <laughs> I was at work one day, and I got this email, and they were saying, hey, like, we're just looking for a follow-up for you attending the gala. Congratulations again on winning this award. And I was reading this email, and I was like, I have no idea what is happening. I don't know what award she's talking about. I was like, I think she has the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So I asked her to resend the email, but it turns out, like, the original congratulations, you'd won the National Indigenous Coach of the Year Award, actually went to my spam account. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so 
weeks later, she was like, I was just wondering why I haven't heard from you. Like, this is a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, super bizarre. So I think that's why also it didn't really get a chance to sink in because I had no idea that I was winning this award. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you get to go to Vancouver, and uh, like you said, you get to share the stage with uh, Bianca Andreescu's coach and a number of coaches from around the country. So what was the weekend like for you? Um, it was Honestly, it flew by pretty fast. We flew in Thursday night. The gala was Friday, and we spent basically all of Friday getting ready for it. Um, I couldn't think about anything else because I had to say a speech. <laughs> so I was super stressed out about that all day. Um, but the gala was great. They had um, like a little awards recipients reception um, separate from the gala reception. So we got to meet all of the other award winners, um, nice. spend time with the people putting on the event. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just meeting lots of great people and great connections and hopefully people that we'll get to work with later on. That's awesome. And, and like you said, it's a, an amazing networking place. Uh, yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was huge for us. Yeah, it was huge. The networking was nonstop, but it was great. Is there anything specific that you kind of, that piqued your interest or someone that piqued your interest to be able to collaborate with while you were there? Uh, so we met actually the CEO and other members of the Aboriginal Support Circle. Awesome. Um, yeah. So just just from there, they had a bunch of ideas that um, they have for Megan. They were they were kind of like, so this isn't the only night that we're gonna actually, you know, use her or or showcase her or whatever. Like she won this award, so there's a bunch of events and and other stuff throughout the year that she'll be attending through the Aboriginal Sports Circle. That's um, awesome. One of one of the events is NAG, the National Aboriginal Indigenous Games, which is yep. in Halifax here. Yep. Um, so she'll be going to that. So they're they're kind of trying to um, write her into their organizational plan for that right now and, and use her. Um, they don't know in what capacity yet, but um, hopefully, hopefully rugby will be making a little debut there. That's even awesome. Though it's, it's not going to be part of the games anymore, like they initially said. Um, but hopefully Megan will be there and she'll be able to do a little bit of a workshop or a clinic with the kids that are there. So that's, that's awesome. pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, just for some of the listeners that don't know, what is the Aboriginal Sports Circle? And why, just what, so, what is it about? So the Aboriginal Sports Circle is kind of the governing body the national governing body for um, indigenous sports. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool to just to even just to be have your foot into the door into that and introduce the sport of rugby. Yes, it's it's amazing. I can see Megan going further within. I, if not the Aboriginal Aboriginal sports circle, then some sort of um, provincial sport body. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And and again, because they all tie in hand in hand now. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to just kind of change gears and talk a little bit about yourself, Megan. 
Uh, <laughs> how, do you, <laughs> how did you get into rugby and what age what age let's tell you a story okay so my brother started playing rugby in grade nine he went to Brantford Collegiate yep. um just through so I'm two years younger than him so just through watching him for those two years that he kind of got a head start on me um I decided it was something that I would be interested in so I tried out for the team in grade nine, so I was 15, 14, 15, um, made it, and then kind of took it from there. So I played at the high school level with Brantford, and then I played at the, at the Brantford Club. Um, I did a little bit of age grade Ontario. Um, yeah. Nice. Kind of took it by storm. Kind of took it by storm. What was the appeal to you? Um, I like that there's no offense or defensive line. Everybody gets the opportunity to do the same thing as each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the consistency of the game. Um, it's always going no matter what happens. Um, and I just like the, it's very unique in the sense that there's something for absolutely everybody. Um, no matter what your skill set is or what your size is or yeah. what you enjoy about the game. There's just something for everybody always. And I think that's pretty special. That's awesome. And, and again, like you, you were a part of the BCI machine and for some of the people listening that are, especially the Norfolk people that aren't familiar with the BCI program, that is the monster of all high school programs. So <laughs> to be a, to be a part of that, it had to have been pretty special because Let's face it, BCI is the sport at that school. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, rugby is basically surrounded, or BCI is surrounded by rugby, and uh -huh. um, they have a lot of pride in their program, and yeah, it was very special to be a part of, and I think that's where a lot of the passion began, was just seeing how big it was around the school. Yeah. And where have you gone with it? Where have I gone with rugby? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done some cool things with the sport. Um, so like I said, I played a little bit of age grade Ontario. Um, in my grade 12 year, I got a full scholarship to play at Shawnigan Lake School for those who don't know what that is. It's basically BCI, but like times a thousand. Um, <laughs> it's a private boarding school on Vancouver Island. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, rugby is absolutely huge there. So it's a traditional like English boarding school. Yeah. But, uh, rugby like runs the show at that place so i got to play year round um train with a lot of uh canada players my coach was laura russell who plays for the senior women's team right now yeah um i got to wait lift with adam kleeberger who is a big big star in the men's team um so that experience was super cool from there i went to mcmaster university i played two years at the university there um uh, my first year was the CIS National Championship that they won. Um, yeah. So national championship, and it's been a pretty good run, that's for sure. Yeah, not too terrible. <laughs> what has it done for you personally? I think that's a pretty good question because, like you said, you kind of touched on it where rugby is one of those sports. There's a position for everybody. And what is it? what has it done for you? Um, I think rugby has done most things for me. Um, it's not only made me a better athlete, but 
just a better person and I'm surrounded by amazing people constantly just through rugby and um, completely driven people that I definitely would have met without um, sport but without rugby in general so um, yeah it continues to do so much for me as well. That's pretty awesome and one of the cool parts about rugby is just the giving back nature and it, obviously you're giving back with what you're doing but uh, what was kind of the first times that you you just started giving back to the sport? Um, I remember when I was playing senior at BCI I was helping out a lot with the junior team and um, that's kind of where I started getting into coaching mm-hmm. um, so when I was at McMaster as well I would come back and help out with the BCI program um, the girls loved it just because it's a face, it's an alumni, um, but also someone who's taken the sport and done more with it, and that's pretty cool to see as well. Um, yeah, always giving back to high schools, and then just this past summer, I was helping out at the Norfolk Club a lot mm-hmm. with the U7s minis program and the love U7s that program. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs> There's such a good group of kids. Oh, I know they're the best. So, what did you learn from that experience? Because, it, like, like you said, you go from going to BCI where it's it's all about rugby, and then you change gears in the summer, and it's real grassroots. Yeah, I uh, I like the grassroots a lot more just because it's fundamental skills, but it's mostly just about having fun, right? Like yeah. The, the more that you can get these kids just out and wanting to come back, the better it is for you and your program, right? So yeah. um, the grassroots is so much more fun for me just because everyone else is enjoying themselves. Well, exactly. That's a serious. <laughs> That's true. And what have you seen from the Norfolk Club? We'll just talk a little bit about the, that and how how you've seen it grown. Um, yeah, so this is my first year being out with Norfolk as a coach. I played for the women's team last year. Yeah. Um, Norfolk is so special, though, because they are a small-town club, but the culture behind it is so big, and they um, thrive on the grassroots program. And um, it's pretty cool to see from day one they had, I think, like 10 kids out at the minis program. Yeah. Um, to this year we had over 50. I think U7s, Caitlin Hines and I had – 30 to ourselves. That's insane. Yeah, That's... it was so much fun, though. We had a great time. Well, it was funny It was funny that you mentioned that, because I remember when I worked for the newspaper, and I, Jamie Paraki, who was the guy that started it all, the, the youth thing, he, I remember seeing it, and he was like, yeah, you got to come out. And I was like, I think there's, you can count the number of kids on one hand almost. Yeah, literally, yeah. And That's and he was like, "Don't worry, man. It's gonna change. It's gonna it's gonna grow. It's gonna grow." And sure enough, it's grown. That's for sure. Yeah, it really has. It's been pretty cool to watch. That's really neat. And now, just kind of to change gears again, we're we're gonna talk more about the Iroquois Roots Rugby Program. And how did it start? Like, how how did this idea start with the two of you? Um. So, I guess backtracking, I played for the Vancouver Island Thunder, which is the Indigenous program out west. Cool. Um, I saw them on Facebook and messaged them and said, hey, I'm Indigenous in Ontario. We don't have anything like this. Um, Would you be interested in having me out? 
So I went out to Shawnigan Lake. Um, we trained there and then participated in a tournament. I don't even remember what it was called. Um, and then I went back the next few years after that um, in a coaching position, uh, working under Phil Mack and Mandy Marchek, which was pretty cool. They both play for the senior men's and senior senior women's team. Yeah. Um, and then basically... I was like, why are we spending our money going out west every year um, when we could just be doing this at home? Because like I said, we don't have that kind of programming here. So um, a couple years ago, my mom and I basically kicked off this program. We did a multi-week all-ages camp um, in Six Nations. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's basically where the dreams began. That's pretty cool, and, and kind of a parallel to the Norfolk Club. You just see the, like, how many kids showed up that first time? Um, seven. Well, <laughs> well, for the for the for our pilot, uh, we had quite a few kids come out actually, and they were huge age range. It was like from five, four or five to like eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for that pilot, we we did get a good number out and it was a really good camp and kids really enjoyed it so when we decided to do a u18 program boys and girls that's when we kind of hit a brick wall yeah um well we didn't have a field first of all so we were kind of using a basic basically a lawn here in brantford at uh, ganada village yeah that they let us use for free thankfully um and that's, we had, that was kind of a desperate moment for us because we'd have three kids show up ready for practice. And it was discouraging, but thankfully we didn't give up because every every week I kept saying, you know, it's okay, it's going to grow. And we were fortunate when, right before we started our program, we went to Vancouver and met with a guy named Tiki Edwards. Mm-hmm. And he's actually the Maori um, rugby development officer oh, in wow. New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where our program was born out of, that meeting with him. He he gave us two days of his time, and, and we just sat there, and we soaked everything in. And I remember, and I always have it in the back of my mind, that he said to us, you know what, if you have one kid that comes out, just train the hell out of that one kid because they want to be there. Yeah. So I, I took that advice and, and I applied it to when we were having three kids show up and I, I kept saying like, you know, they want to be here and they want to learn rugby. So that's what we're here for. So that's what we're, we'll come out as long as there's one kid that wants to come out. Um, but thankfully this year we were able to secure a field in six nations. Nice. Um, and, and since it was local and since kids are right there in the community, um, that's when we started to have numbers come out. And that's, it, it's, it's still even growing every week from there. That's amazing. That's such an inspirational story, though. And yeah, just an inspira- and just inspirational to, to hear from him and you guys being able to soak in that. And that's, that's pretty special. And what is, yeah, what is something like that? Yeah. What is something like that? Uh, mean to you guys the someone like that that took the time to speak to you guys it made us feel like we weren't crazy and we were on the (laughs) right track doing what we wanted to do um 
for him to take his time um, and give it to us there, it, it means everything to us. And he's still, like, everything he said to us, I, I still apply to what we do today. He he drove in the point, like, in New Zealand and the Maori culture, like, their culture is, is first and foremost, even before rugby. Yeah. He said that, you know, the the boys and men that show up to play for the Maori All Blacks, you know, have, they have to be able to speak their language enough to announce who they are and what canoe they're from and what house they belong to and stuff like that. So, mm. so their culture is first and foremost. And I think that in Roots Rugby, our culture is first and foremost. And we really take a lot of our cultural things and add it into our program, which makes it one of a kind. That's for sure. And how special is that for you to to be able to share that and 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 kind of spread spread that with uh, the youth of the community? It's so important. Like I don't Absolutely. know if these kids have ever played these traditional Iroquois games that we incorporate into our program. Um, and also, we're happy to share our culture with with anybody that wants to learn. If there's a group of rugby players from somewhere else, or not even rugby players and they want to come and spend a day with us, we would love that. And we love sharing our culture, and we want to continue to do so. And, yeah. It's so important, too. It, it is. really is. It really is. And to be able to share that is is so, so special. It is. We did a really cool event um, about a month ago with that. Yep. Um, on the site of one of the residential schools in Brantford. Um, so we train sometimes at a place called Ganada Village and that's near the Mohawk Chapel in Brantford. Yep, yep. And it, the property backs onto the Mohawk Institute. Um, so in between Ganada and the Mohawk Institute in the, in the forest area are a series of paths that the children that would have went to school there would have created and, yeah. and taken and, and we used those same paths and created an amazing race type event. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And like at each pit stop, the kids there either did something rugby related or they did something um, cultural, cultural related. So that event was amazing. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. So just mm -hmm. about the program, what are you guys kind of hoping for? balls in the community so that the rec leaders there can continue um, to play after we leave. That's awesome. We're creating a resource right now um, where we're indigenizing the game of rugby. Um, just, you know, creating our own games and giving them our own names so that it's kind of like a resource manual for the rec leaders that they can look at this and, and play different games and drills. Yeah, after yeah. we're long gone, hopefully to sustain it. So that's that's our first component. And our second component 
is having the U18 girls and boys teams. And actually, we competed twice this year, which was fast forward. We we weren't planning on competing yet. <laughs> yeah. We just kind of started doing it. We knew we weren't <laughs> absolutely ready. Um, but the, the welcome and the outpouring we got from the rugby community in Ontario and in Canada was so overwhelming that we were like, maybe we're not ready, but our kids just want to play. Well, I was just going to say that when you were talking about playing games, it's, it's one thing to practice and do clinics and stuff. And especially kids that age, they really kind of get a little antsy, right? Yeah. Yeah. They want to showcase what they've learned and they want to build on it. So like I said, even though we probably shouldn't have been there. We definitely should have not have been at the Great North Sevens this year because <laughs> uh, that's, that's elite teams, that's academies competing. But like I said, everybody made um, a point to come up to us, whether it was the coaches, the parents, or the athletes themselves, and they welcomed us and our kids to the rugby community, basically, and everyone was so encouraging that it made our kids feel welcome, and that was the perfect kickoff to to us competing. That's phenomenal. I, I think it instilled a love of the rugby culture in our kids, and and it it's made us want to do it way more. And I really believe that uh, the rugby culture is so much different than other sports, and yeah, there yeah. there's that there is that inclusion. And it doesn't, and again, it goes back to it doesn't matter your your size or your shape or w- whatever. It's it's everybody's got a position, like Megan said earlier on, and and yeah. that just goes part and parcel with uh, it, it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, you can still play rugby. That's right, that's right, and and you, it's not like other sports where you know the parents are. Yelling at the ref on the sideline, like other sports, we won't mention. <laughs> I think I think everybody's pretty um, supportive of the refs and supportive of everything that happens on the field. So I remember in the uh, the Harlequins tournament, what's it called, the Q Meta that we just played in Brantford. I remember we had we didn't ha- we don't have numbers for a boys team yet. So yeah. thankfully, um, the Misfits, the Canadian Misfits, um, stepped up and, and gave us some players, and, and they're always great, and they're so good to work with. So these players showed up from all over Ontario just to play with our boys, and and they're great players. So our boys learned so much. We actually They actually won their first game ever. That's awesome. Um, so that just, like, sent them propelling into the sport but I remember one kid coming off the field at halftime um, and he was saying you know these boys are such great rugby players but like they don't get mad at us if we make a mistake he said every time there's a whistle they'll come up to us and they'll be like okay guys you're doing great you're doing amazing let's keep going so so that's why we're in this sport and that's why that's why we love rugby so much uh, absolutely, and that's it's amazing to hear, and, and I think that's the one thing people don't understand about rugby is just that, just that kindness. It's it's uh-huh. it, it it's a physically brutal sport, but 
It's uh-huh. such, there is really such a kindness to the sport of rugby. There really is. It's, it's even, I feel like every day we're kind of breaking down barriers when we talk about rugby to people because a lot of the general public really don't know about rugby. Yeah. Um, they don't know the difference between 15s and 7s. And I think when you mention rugby, the only thing that everybody gets a picture of in their head is is the All Blacks playing the Springboks men's 15s. Yeah. And collisions and stuff like that, but it's not like that at all. And um, I I feel like we we have to constantly break down those barriers every day to to promote the sport and just to tell everybody how great the sport is. Absolutely. We on our airplane this weekend to Vancouver, uh, the, the wonderful lady sitting beside us was asking us why we were going to Vancouver, and Megan was mentioning her award, and we were mentioning our program, and she was like, well, that's so exciting, you know, I wonder what your trophy's going to look like, and she was like, we're like, we don't know, and she said, <laughs> oh, well, may, she said maybe there'll be a rugby stick on it. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what yeah. have you seen come out of the program so far? Just uh, even from a standpoint of the kids, you've uh, you've met touched on a, a little bit of it, and like especially the the kindness and the sharing of the sport, but uh just some of the kids that have been involved in yeah. it. What have you seen in them or what have you, what have you seen from them? Our kids themselves, I've seen them grow. Even though we've only been doing it this one season, I've seen kids get get to practice and be so shy and not talk and it be re- really hard for them to open up. And now they get to practice and they're talking my ear off. And I love <laughs> that. I love the confidence that I'm seeing. I'm seeing them grow together almost as a family. I see them, you know, encouraging each other and, you know, they even have a group chat outside of rugby. So, That's awesome. Um, they're actually playing here in Brantford with Megan and some of her friends this winter in, in a touch league. Yeah. So they're continuing to go. I, I just think, you know, every time they, they come to practice, I, I always make a point to ask them, like, how they are, how they're feeling, you know, and, you know, they're always tired or whatever. Um, but after practice, I ask them again, and they're, you know, they're energetic and they want to keep playing. It's hard for it's hard to get those kids off the field at the end of practice, really. That's awesome. It's so contagious. Yeah, it really is. So, where do you guys see Iroquois Roots Rugby going in the future, even even next year into the future? What do you see? Well, as soon as we get some funding, which we're desperately trying to do, note to spon- ourselves- note to sponsors, note to sponsors yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of our main goals right now is to go to some of the remote flying communities in the north. Cool. You know, they don't have any basic services really that other um, Ontarians have. Um, so I think that's a place that we really want to concentrate on. We really want to get into those communities and, and share rugby with them. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mel and Megan. 
really appreciate you, you joining the podcast and congratulations again. That's it, <laughs> that you. award's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, it's a big one. And uh, yeah, keep on doing great things, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks well, for having us. Shoutouts. First shoutout goes out to all of last week's Norfolk Secondary School Athletic Association champions. Like I said before, last week was a busy one. In girls basketball action, the Holy Trinity Titans took home the senior title with a 53-34 win over the Simcoe Sabres, while the Sabres junior team won the junior championship thanks to a 69-29 win over the Titans. In boys volleyball action, congratulations goes out to the Holy Trinity Titans who won the Nessa senior title with a nail-biting 3-2 win over the Delhi Raiders. In the junior final, the Simcoe Sabres took home the title with a 3-1 win over the Titans. Good luck to all the teams this week at their respective Kawasa Championships. The next shout-out goes out to Maddox Callens, the forward from Langton who plays for the Kingston Frontenacs, scored his first OHL goal this weekend. Congratulations, we know it'll be the first of many. And a big shout-out to Hunter Jones. He was huge in Team OHL's loss to Russia Monday night and won them during the CIBC Canada-Russia series. He had one heck of a game and he put on quite the show despite losing in the shooting. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. It really is appreciated. Make sure to go over to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page for more local sports scores, news, and events. Make sure to also like and share Smart Sports Podcast so we can continue to grow this thing. Thank you very much for listening. I am Della Smart, and I will talk to you later.